It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The free agent crop of interior offensive linemen is loaded. We're breaking down the players and speculating over the market values today on the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Like to issue a big thank you, shout out, and welcome to our everydayers. Those of you who make us your first listen every single day, we appreciate y'all being here very, very much. Joe, happy national Joe and Kyle get together for the first time in 13 months. Ah, has it been 13 months? Was it last senior bowl? It's the last Man. time you and I were together in person. Wow. Talk about a long time. It's been probably been our longest drought since like even through COVID. We, we, yeah. we didn't go that long. Yeah. Well, we're back. Lots a lot, lots changed in 13 months. But what has not changed is this podcast, other than the title. And the <laughs> well, well, the <laughs> uh, we have the same. No, we don't even have the same pets. I've acquired nope. an additional animal. Uh, nope. Yeah, there's not a whole lot the same. I have the new, same vehicles. New, I have the same vehicles. New children. Yeah. Um, new houses. Or at least from at least a, a new house. Yeah, yeah. Lots changed. New yeah. jobs. New oh, substacks. Substack this week. Fired up about that. The other way, Joe on video trying to figure out. That's what why I wore these dolphins colors. Camera orientation is. I wore my dolphin shirt to commemorate the um the launch of Touchdown Miami. Yeah. Oh, thanks, dude. I appreciate yeah. that. Well, let's let's get into. Speaking of the Dolphins, uh, I don't. <laughs> they, they've got one interior offensive lineman under contract. <laughs> it is is, is that Lankenberg. it, Eichenberg? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Rob Jones is an expiring contract. Connor Williams is an expiring contract. Robert Hunt's an expiring contract. Isaiah Wynn's an expiring contract. He was the left guard. They have Lester Cotton too, which I guess is good news for Lester Playoffs Cotton for Lester everybody Cotton. else because Lester Cotton's not the worst player I watched this summer or this winter. So, anyway. Guards and centers is of particular notice, uh, interest to me and lots of other fans across the league. I think what's interesting and challenging, and I'm glad we did divide it this way, is there's a stigma about both positions, uh, positional value discussion, interior offensive linemen, guards versus centers. If you were to be at, if you were asked, Joe, what's a more important individual position between the two, what would your just gut instinct say? Uh, center. So, and I, I would agree with you. So, how do we reconcile there being seven guards with a higher AAV than the highest paid center in the NFL? Um, I think it's man. I don't. 
don't know how to just. I hadn't really, I hadn't really thought yeah. about it until I'm sitting here looking at this for this exercise we're doing. It's like, man, they they really don't pay centers like it's a more important position than guards. Is it just because of the guards that have come through versus the center? Like, have we just seen better players at at guard, but the the more important pieces at center? Like, who's what? Like the the way it's Frank Ragnow, Eric McCoy. Like, I think we're kind of like, geez, man, Kelsey's not gone gone yet. He's gone. He, still, he played last year. We can acknowledge his existence. He's the top center contract last year. Right. I mean, a, a top center contract is a guy who's 30 whatever years old and playing year to year. Played 14, played for 14.25 million last year. Fully guaranteed. I think that's what's compelling about this center class is I think you're going to have a lot of very handsomely paid centers compared to where they've come in in the past. Well, let's start with guards where you have two 20 plus million dollar year players at guard. Chris Lindstrom and Quentin Nelson. Then you go Zach Martin, Elgin Jenkins, Brandon Scherf as the kind of the first big free agent fish that a team signed after what five years and two years on the franchise tag in Washington. It felt yeah. like yeah. I, I think that's actually how it played out. Uh, then you're in the Batonio. Tooney is a free agent signing. They're 16. Wyatt Teller, Lakin Tomlinson, and then last year's big fish was Ben Powers in free yeah. agents. He's kind yeah. of checking in here. Uh, what that's fringe top ten for contract AAVs. Guards this year, if you're, you're looking at uh, players who really move the needle, who stands out to you? I think Robert Hunt, obviously, with the Miami Dolphins, has become a very good starting right guard for them. He's hitting, potentially hitting free agency if they don't bring him back. Um, I think that's a premier name that can, I don't know, he's more attractive to me than Ben Powers, who just got paid. Was it, What was the AAV there, 14? Ben Powers was 13. Yeah. 13. Yeah. I think Robert Hunt's a much better football player. Kevin Donson, who absolutely moved the needle with his one season with the Rams. Uh, a lot of thoughts that he can be a very handsomely paid guard. Um, you got Jonah Jackson, 27 years old, has been a starter for the Detroit Lions. I think he's going to be in demand. Uh, Damian Lewis with the Seattle Seahawks is, you know, really emerged as a, steady player for them that brings a lot of power and tenacity and, and a you know, very physical player. John Simpson, Kevin Zeitler and, and Graham Glasgow. Maybe there's an upside play in Ezra Cleveland, like John Simpson's out there. Like there are, there are starters mm-hmm. to be had. A, a lot of starters to be That's, had. It's just that guards, like we're going to talk centers next, but guards, man, we got, we got guards. Dude, you didn't even mention John Runyon jr. With the Packers. Had a ton of football. Yeah. Who I, I think it's, it, they rotated guards, so there's a pretty good chance that he's not brought back. Yeah. Uh, just based off them kind of looking to get other guys playing time. Uh, another vet that was cut already was Cody Whitehair. is in a household name, offensive lineman, has made a Pro Bowl, was a former second-round pick for the Bears. Started like 120 games for Chicago. Um, Dalton Risner back off of his cup of coffee with Minnesota as well. Kind of went long into the process last year. Greg Rand Roten had a nice Greg season as a vet yeah. guy. Yeah. Yep. And he played last year for $1.6 million. Yeah. Heck of a deal. Heck of a deal. So that, that's where I think it's a really interesting kind of foil between the talent that's available. Uh, a lot of these guys that aren't on rookie contracts were guys that played for modest money. I mean, Zeitler's last APY was 
seven and a half, seven and a half. Yeah. But the vast majority of these guys, I mean, Kevin Dotson played for two and a quarter. Greg Van Roten played for 1.6. Graham Glasgow played last year for two and three quarters to go back to Detroit for another year and was a, a really important piece of the puzzle for them. Uh, there's no shortage. We didn't mention John Feliciano either. who's was yeah. an important piece down the stretch for San Francisco. Really interesting positional value versus market intersection versus surplus of talent on the interior offensive line that's available. So who do you think that helps the most? The teams. It's kind of how I mean, I'm inclined to agree as well. It's you're, you're not going to feel super compelled if the first name you mentioned is Robert Hunt. Right. And, and yeah. I've kind of heard that they're that's a player that they want to make a priority, but progress on negotiations haven't been, there's no deal signed and it doesn't feel like there's a deal that's imminent signed and Hunt wants to maximize his value. But if you're the Dolphins, it's like, yeah, man, we're $50 million over the cap. We got to figure some stuff out. I'm looking at the other alternatives that are out here. And I'm asking myself if, if, one of these guys is going to be five, $6 million a year cheaper. So almost half the cost and you're 85% of the player. Mm-hmm. What's the best combination with, and, and like, I want Robert Hunt back with Miami, but if I sit down and I look at it through that lens, it does make it very difficult to justify with how many free agent interior offensive linemen are out there. And we're considered to be adequate or quality starters to say, yeah, I'm going to give, 13 plus million dollars because that's what Ben Powers got last year yeah. to Robert Hunt. I think a lot of these guards are going to be real happy about what Mr. Ben Powers was able right. to get from Denver uh, because there's a lot of players. I think there's so many players here that are better players, even some that are younger than Ben Powers. And that'll be fun because we're going to get into uh, later in our conversation today. Uh, we're going to rank who we think are the top 10 players in terms of average annual value when all the dust settles here. And Ben Powers is such a foundational piece of of what allowed me to get to some conclusions. So, okay, yeah, I think the teams and even the, some of the depth players here with Phil Haynes is out there, uh, Aaron Stinney, Yupetta uh, from the the Eagles. I think David Edwards is David Edwards. Yeah, dude, there's we got a good. If you need a guard, if you need a guard, folks, this free agent class this is has <laughs> well, and, and, and Gal Krabs. There's good news. If you need a center, there's plenty this is the year. of those. <laughs> As well. So we're going to break down the centers for you here in just a moment. So be sure to stick with us. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further? Ever wonder what adventures could be around the next corner? Well, our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. The 2024 Nissan Rogue is perfect for city drives and great escapes. Class exclusive Google built-in is your always updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Gone are the days of connecting your phone, Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system. The 2024 Rogue is the perfect midsize crossover for your next adventure. 2024 Nissan Armada will change what you expect from a full-size SUV. Picture a rugged 4x4 that can seat up to 8 in first-class luxury and style. Tow bigger and explore further in the 2024 Armada. Take the Nissan Rogue, the Nissan Pathfinder, or the Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Joe, our next big adventure is diving into the center class. Got players, man. Will Nissan be able to take us on this journey as well? Yeah, they could take take a lot of places, but I don't know if they're they're built to go where these roads are going. You're going to want the Armada where you can, you know, it's the, the rugged four by four that can seat up to eight in first class luxury and style. You're going to need that type of vehicle. If it eight, how many NFL offensive linemen is that? Kyle, this is Nissan. All eight of them. No doubt about it. They can fit them all. <laughs> Let's talk about the centers then. Let's talk about how many, how many of these centers, what eight centers we want to fit in the Armada. Um, oh, oh. <laughs> there's a lot of guys that played a lot of football. Yeah. All right, just 90-plus percent snap takers at center this year. You had Aaron Brewer, Lloyd Cushenberry, Lloyd Brewer, uh, Aaron Brewer with the Titans, Lloyd Cushenberry with the Broncos. You can, you can fit eight Aaron Brewers, Kyle Krabs. All eight, there's no doubt. You could definitely fit all eight Aaron Brewers. <laughs> I'll tell you what, watching his film, though, he, he's athletic as all get out. Yeah, that's he's he better be. Super, super athletic. Uh, it's a good it, – Titans fans, there's something, something mm-hmm. good said about Tennessee Titans. There you go. Uh, Lloyd Cushberry, Coleman Shelton, Andre James with the Raiders, Evan Brown with the Seahawks played 90-plus percent of the snaps. Tyler Biotis, uh played 86% of the snaps. Lucas Patrick played 84% of the snaps. Uh, perhaps the best center on the list is Connor Williams, who missed half the season with a torn ACL in December against the Tennessee Titans. So thank you very much. There goes your, your good grace, Tennessee Titans fans, for today's show. Uh, and also had a hamstring issue that he suffered in the open field against Denver in week three and missed a game, came back for a game, then like missed another month. So a couple injuries for Connor Williams in a contract year. Yeah, like even Brian Allen's been a starter for the Rams for a number of seasons, and he, not this past year, he was injured. Uh, yesterday. It's kind of yesterday, right? Yeah. Like it's, uh, it's, it's, That's a lot of snaps when you consider teams only play one center. Mm-hmm. Like there's 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 uh there's a lot. Um let me let me see. Let's try to do math here for a second. One, two, three, oh, no. four, five, six. So Crap eight math. No, no, this is this is the math I can do. There's eight players here that I would eight. say are an armada's worth. An armada's worth, 25% of the league. <laughs> their 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 like primary center is is a expiring contract. More I think you go, you, you can go even deeper than that because like right. we didn't mention Will Clapp who was not the primary center, but played the primary snaps yeah. because of the uh, heart condition for Corey Lindsley. So going to be a lot of potential for movement with this group. Uh, we, we've kind of mentioned the suppressed market relative to even guards. Uh, the top earning center played earned less than 75% of the top earning guard last year. There's two names here that I think are buyer beware. Tyler Beattis from the Cowboys. Um, I don't. I just don't. I just don't love the tape, man. I just don't love the tape. I think his his he just doesn't sustain very consistently. And and boy, he's had good guards, man. 
he's had good guards. Yeah. So call out. I, I, I'm a little concerned there. I, I we'll see what he gets. Obviously he's been a starter for them. And then also, uh, Evan Brown with Seahawks, another guy that's been a snap taker for them that I think is very upgradable. So like, not to toss a wet blanket here on the conversation, but I think there's a couple guys here that are starters that aren't my favorite players. Uh, I would say of the names that we've gone through already, the two lowest graded centers that I had was Evan Brown by a fair margin. Uh, and then Tyler Riatis. Like, I don't know how controversial to take this is. If you're in the conversation to bring back Tyler Biotis for probably, I don't want to do the thing before the thing for segment three, but what do you think the, the general market is for him as a starting paid player? Five or six per season? Yeah, I think that's probably. You'd, you'd be better off giving Michael Dieter one and a half. Dieter was starting center for stretches for Houston this past year. I think there's some similar strengths and weaknesses to those players in their game. It's very fair. And again, for what percentage of the player you're getting for 20% of the cost, potentially, would not be one that I'm chomping at the bit for. He's been an adequate starting center. But there's some guys that are real needle movers, I think. There's guys that are more athletic. Like if if I was just to take Tyler Biotis, right? And you made a great point talking about the guards that he had. Guys that I think are more athletic than Tyler Biotis at center include Connor Williams, Aaron Brewer, Coleman Shelton, Andre James. You disagree with any of that? No. I think Lloyd Cushenberry's a comparable athlete, but much better balance and much better power. Yep. And more length. Okay, and then power players. Who's more powerful than Tyler Biotis? I think Cushenberry is for sure. I think Andre James has more anchor at the point of attack. Biotis can can move bodies. He just doesn't sustain the ball. Right. And I think Evan Brown, Evan Brown's probably a comparable body mover, but his he just has such major snap issues. Yeah. Like the ball's all over the place. Isn't that crazy? Like there's multiple centers in the NFL with snap issues. Including probably a top two center in the NFL in Creed Humphrey. Yeah. Massive spray chart last year. And then there's guys that can't snap and also can't block, and somehow Mason Cole still has a job with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Stop. (laughs) We're talking about guys that aren't under contract. Stop. Hey, if if that guy can continue to be a starting center in the NFL, man, it just gives me a lot of hope. Was it the senior bowl with Mason Cole? Yes. Where we went? And the quarterback was standing behind the right guard because he was standing. That's how yes. far yes. off the ball was shooting to his right. Or like, he's, he's lined up behind the guard. What's going on? And then that's where exactly where the ball went. <laughs> Here we are. Here all we these are. years later. All these years later. Here we are. Uh, we did not mention also some depth players like Connor McGovern with the Jets, uh, Nick Harris with the Browns, Tyler Shatley as uh, a guard center flex player with the Jaguars. Nick Allegretti yep. with the Chiefs. So there's some some decent depth players here too. Also worth acknowledging Ryan Jensen's existence here as a player whose contract voids, but riding off into retirement. Retired, yeah. What a what a crappy end for for Ryan Jensen. Yeah, he really just emerges one of the top centers in the league, and then just overnight back to back years. Yeah, yeah. But a heck of a story, right? Like Division Two uh, player overlooked for so long gets that chance with Baltimore wins a Super Bowl with Brady so it's a good story but a 
kind of not a great finish to a great story. All right, Kyle, shall we, uh, shall we do some AAV? We'll rank the top 10 here. And I think there's going to be some fun debate. So I'm glad we're going to leave plenty of time for that. Be sure to stick with us. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off our chest. Big or small, certain things can really start to get to you. And it's important to let that out, especially to someone who's unbiased on your life. Therapy can be different for everyone. Most of us have bigger problems than what's going on with our favorite sports team. And it's important to get things off our chest every once in a while. Therapy is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It's not just for those who've experienced major trauma. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. Just visit betterhelp.com slash lockdown. That'll get you 10% off of your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash lockdown. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, we're back. So, do you want to go... Bottom up or top down? And do, you I feel like honorable, we're... do you have any honorable mentions? Oh. I have um, one honorable mention. I mean, I think I have several honorable mentions. I can only pick 10. Right? I think we're going to have most consensus towards the top. I, I I can see there, for the last four, three, four spots, I think I think there's eight different names that make sense. Okay. So that doesn't help me of definitively. Do you have honorable mentions? Yes or no? I have honorable mentions. Yes. Do you, are you prepared to name them? Yeah, I can name. Them. Okay. Uh, please reveal your honorable mentions. I will reveal my honorable mention and then we will go from there. Okay. I have three honorable mentions. Please Graham name Gla- your honorable. <laughs> Graham Glasgow. Honorable okay. mention. He's 32 years old. I think that hurts his market. John Simpson. Guard for the Ravens, honorable mention, and Aaron Brewer, center from the Titans, honorable mention. Okay. I have Jonah Jackson from the Detroit Lions as my honorable mention. Let's go to the top. Okay. Have a conversation. Who do you think the highest paid interior offensive lineman on the market is going to be uh, next month? I think his name is Robert Hunt. I also have Robert Hunt as my highest paid. Do you have a forecasted value? For I him? do. I do. I have him forecasted at 16 million AAV. Okay. I have him forecasted for approximately 14 million AAV. Okay. If he hits the open market, things get weird. Could totally see him getting into that ballpark that you were talking about with Batonio, Brandon Sheriff, and Joe Tooney, which is 16, 16 and a half. But there's a big drop off after that. And that's mm-hmm. kind of where it's like, okay, is he in the top of this? Is he in the bottom of this tier? Or is he in the top of the next tier down, which is Wyatt Teller at 14-2, Lakin Tomlinson at 13-3? So there's kind of this weird limbo that does exist where I think he's going to go into either one of those two buckets. Okay. So we agree on the player. We're just off by $2 million in projection? Uh, yeah. 
I think the the thing for Hunt that helps him so much is he was healthy before this past year, and he has the power to be a really good gap vertical run game player, and he has the athleticism to be a really good zone player. So I think there's a lot of translatability for him in any system. Former college tackle. Number two. Number two, I have Kevin Dotson from the Rams. I have Lloyd Cushenberry, number two. Okay. Because my my forecast for Robert Hunt was 14, which put it below the top of the center market, right? So I think you have a couple of centers who get into the upper stratosphere of center contracts, but I don't think they surpass the contract that was given to Jason Kelsey. So I have Cushenberry getting between Lindsley and Ryan Jensen at 12 and a half to 13. And again, I think there's pretty good um, scheme flexibility with him. He's 27 years old. That was kind of the main thing for me was identifying youth and scheme translatability. If you had those two things, and I think you were the best player, I was prepared to put you into the higher spots. I have Dotson at 14. I'm guessing he'll be somewhere on your top 10. Um, I think not quite the resume that Robert Hunt has in the NFL, but it ticked down and and obviously had a heck of a season with the Rams this past year. And again, Ben Powers is going to make me think a lot about these things. I think there's more upside with Kevin Dotson. Uh, I have him at 14 AAV. So the concern that I had with Kevin Dotson, and this is a fun thought exercise because like it gives you an idea on what like you do this time 16, and that's the amount of teams that come in with individual thoughts on players for valuations and stuff. Um, I think Dotson's more valuable to the Rams than he generally is across everything because you saw some struggles in Pittsburgh and granted the scheme wasn't good. And I get that, Mm -hmm. but then he comes to the Rams and has the glow up that he does. I think there, that question exists in my mind when I'm asking myself, what am I prepared to offer Kevin Dotson? Because I know in previous seasons with Pittsburgh, he was not the player that he was. So it just gives me a little bit more apprehension to say, okay, if I'm moving him back out of that environment, what is he going to be like again? I agree with you. And uh, candidly, I think Brad Spielberger's projection of 17.25 AAV for Kevin Dotson pushes him up in my mind a little bit. Okay. I just feel, I feel like Brad coming out with that is so aggressive. It's top inclined, five. It's top five. Yeah. I'm inclined to believe that there's some truth to it. I'm still coming in 3.25 million less. Right. right. But Brad's Brad's real good at this, man. Made me think. Okay. So who do you have third? Cushenberry. Okay. I have Connor Williams third. Okay. I have Cushenberry at 13. I know you already uh, talked about Cushenberry, so. And I, I was right in that same ballpark. So Connor Williams, I think it probably gets a little less than Cushenberry. I don't think he's the top center contract paid out. I think the ACL injury hurts him. Uh, he's another one of those centers that has had some snap inconsistencies that Dolphins fans are just ready to jump out off their roofs about um, with. It probably hurts with Miami. It's a timing based offense, right? It yes. those snaps really matter. Yeah. And then you get the late one against Kansas city in Germany when you play him and yeah. the third down play, the ball's in the turf or the fourth down play, the ball's in the turf, and two has got to go down and dig it out, and he falls on the ball, and they they don't get a playoff in fourth and ten in scoring territory down seven points in the final minute of the game. Like, there's some big moments that left some big scars, but 
He's the most elite athletic center in the class of free agency. I mean, just phenomenal range, uh, phenomenal second level ability, phenomenal get out and get outside the numbers and get out in front of plays on the perimeter uh, with sufficient anchor. He's played guard before, so he he's accustomed to uh, setting against all different types of alignments, whether they're three techniques with explosiveness or they're uh, zero tech power rushers. And I think everything other than the injury and the, the snap inconsistencies at times, which I thought were overblown, I think it's very easy to just casually watch a football game and see, oh, the quarterback had to work to get the snap versus all the things that he does well. Dolphins offense charged the center with setting protections. So he does that too. So there's, there's a lot of value here for Connor Williams, but I do think just the injury knocks him down just a tad behind Cushenberry. And I don't think he is as scheme diverse as Lloyd Cushenberry is. My next three guys I have all at 10 million AAV. Go ahead. Do you want the group? Uh, so this is your three through five at 10 million? This is be my four through six. Four through six, because you had Hunt, Dotson, Cushenberry. Yep. And I had Hunt, Cushenberry, Williams. Okay. Give me your next three, and then I'll give you my next three so we can keep the conversation rolling. My next three, all 10 million AAV. Damian Lewis, the guard from Seattle. Connor Williams, Miami Dolphins center. Yeah. Jonah Jackson, the guard from the Lions. Okay. So 27 Jonah, years I, old and part of that Lions offensive line. I feel, I feel like someone's going to pay for that. Mm-hmm. Jackson's the, our biggest void. I've already disclosed. He was my honorable mention yeah, player, Yeah, uh, but I like Jonah Jackson a lot. Um, I think that's a testament to the depth of the class. So my four through six are all eight and a half million dollar year players. Okay. So again, you're, you're top of market and everything that's followed has just been about tracking $2 million in front of me so far. Mm-hmm. So if we were in a bidding war, congrats, Joe, you're signing the offensive lineman and I'm not. <laughs> wow. So I'll come and get the next guy down um, yeah. off of, if you sign Cushenberry and, and uh, hunt, then I'll get Damian Lewis and Andre James, because they're two of the three guys in this, this stratosphere for me. I have Damian Lewis, Kevin Dotson, and Andre James all at eight and a half million dollars per year. AAV is kind of my next tier of where I'm offering. Um, so Dotson, there's a big void. You said 14, right? Yeah, I said 14. So we're, I mean, we're seven and a half. Drafties do math. That's not correct. Five and a half, five and a half apart on the, the, the valuation of Dotson. If you didn't know that Spielberger put him at, and you're right, Brad, outstanding content that he does for the, the free agent class. If he, if you didn't see that he had Dotson put at 17 and a half, he'd be probably be closer to 10. I'd probably have him okay. similar to that, Lewis. That makes yeah. me feel better. And yeah. I, I, I said I, it, I told you what, what's creeping him up. It's I saw that. I'm like, man, Brad must got something and, down. And I, I'd, I'd seen Brad's work on the free agent class as well, but it's just, for me, it was like, man, like there's so many. So who's going to give 10 with this many options? Too. I think I think the depth of the class works against the players. Probably so. So uh, I think the only name on mine that you haven't mentioned yet is Andre James. I think that's the only name that we haven't got to for either one of us that I don't know where you're at and no one else knows where you're at. Yeah, well, my next two does include Andre James. This would be uh, seven and eight. Andre James and Kevin Zeitler, I have both at $8 million. I think those are different looking eight million AAV salaries. I think Kevin Zeitler's one year eight million. And I think 
Andre James is probably three years, 24 or something like that. But I think mm-hmm. those both, those both come in at eight for me. Okay. So um, my next two are both guards. And so my seven and eight are at six million. And Trend continues. Kevin Zeitler and John Simpson. Okay. So Simpson uh, look, steps in for Ben Powers, ironically enough, in Baltimore on a rookie contract. Played good football, uh, maybe a little stiff, just like a touch stiff, but the people movement skills are pretty good. I think he moves well, particularly vertically. Uh, I think he's very explosive. He's got super heavy hands. He's got some good length. Um, I think he's an adequate level starter for somebody. And and if I look at the entirety of the guard market and I say, okay, um, veteran guards, that's about your floor for veteran guards. Mark Lewinsky got six from the Giants. Uh, your next group down is Skaronsky on a first-round contract. Will Hernandez at four and a half. Kenyon Green on a rookie contract, Zion Johnson, Tyler Smith on rookie contracts. It's like your your floor for a starting guard's about six. I think both of those guys still at this stage, uh, Simpson and Zeitler are, um, and they they played a lot of football this past year. So I got both those guys at seven and eight at six million dollars per. Nine and ten for me, I both have at seven million AAV. Tyler Biotis from the Dallas Cowboys. I just feel like for as much as I had some criticisms for him, he does have a a resume of starting experience that I think will factor in. And then Ezra Cleveland, um, kind of a weird situation with how that last season went with the Vikings and then traded for very modest return to Jacksonville. I still think that he's, I mean, he's 26 years old. He's the youngest player on my top 10 with experience that has athleticism that may have some positional flexibility I think him at seven million AAV makes a lot of sense. That the deal that I thought about when I did this was the Bills signing Connor McGovern last year, three years, twenty-two point four million. I could see like Ezra Cleveland getting something like that. Okay, uh, I did not have Ezra Cleveland on my list or honorable mentions. I do have Tyler Biotis and Aaron Brewer, uh, who played for four point two five last year. I think in Tennessee. Probably earns a raise. He's 100% of the snaps guy, right. and uh, nobody else did for them. They're, and team close to it. They're five and a half per. So uh, Tyler Biotis and Aaron Brewer, another two centers. My fourth and fifth centers, I have about five and a half million per. Uh, Jonah Jackson, Joe, the only reason I had him down this far is he's missed at least 30% of the offensive snaps in each of the last two seasons. Mm. So that, for me, was a little bit of a blockade to – Putting him, I, th- I think he's somewhere around five. I just think as a, a guard who's missed time in consecutive seasons, missed seven games hurt, um, missed 10 games total in the last two seasons, that's enough for me to say, hey, I think maybe that, that hurts his market a little bit as he gets ready for his next contract. We'll get the answer soon enough. So recap your full 10 for me. Robert Hunt, Kevin Dotson, Lloyd Cushenberry, Damian Lewis, Connor Williams, Jonah Jackson, Andre James, Kevin Zeitler, Tyler Biotis, Ezra Cleveland. Okay, and I have Robert Hunt, Lloyd Cushenberry, Connor Williams, Damian Lewis, Kevin Dotson, Andre James, Kevin Simpson, Kevin Zeitler, or John Simpson, Kevin Zeitler, Tyler Biotis, Aaron Brewer, with honorable mention to Jonah Jackson. A lot of good players. Yeah, A lot of good players. Go sign some. Hope your team gets some. Kyle Krabs, he's Joe Marino. We appreciate you guys checking out the show. Make it a great rest of your day. Enjoy the weekend. We will be back again on Monday, which is 
the start of NFL Combine Week. A lot of exciting stuff there. We may have some boots on the ground in Indianapolis. You're just going to have to come back and find out. I'm Kyle Krabs. He's Joe Marino. And we are out of here. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.